0: The following program is sponsored by Disciples Pathway Ministries. Welcome to Disciples Pathway Ministries, a mobile ministry with Minister Robbie E. Lilly. Disciples Pathway Ministry is a mobile ministry advancing the kingdom of God so that no one is left behind when Jesus Christ, our King of Kings, returns for His great church. Amen, amen, amen. Good afternoon, family.
1: Good afternoon. This is Minister Dion. My mother couldn't be here today. But she always is always is always praying for you guys. She sends you all her love. She guys wants you to remain confident, wants you to remain encouraged in the things of God. And this week, you know, we bring to you another one. And it's just going to be a continuation of what we were on last week um, titled This Day and Age. So this is This Day and Age, part two, Um Please, 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 in your search engines, type in One Voice, I Speak Life. That's going to take you directly to the podcast where you can hear all of our messages. But we would love for you to listen back into last week's to be up to speed this week. And make sure you hit that subscribe button. Um, but before we get into everything, I just want to just take the time to acknowledge our, our faithful listeners. We thank you for all your support. And we thank you for all your love. And we continue to hope and pray that this is a blessing unto you as you are a blessing unto us. Let us pray, family. Father God, thank you for this day. Thank you for this time. Thank you for this hour. Thank you for this table that you prepared for us, for us to pull up to, oh, Father God, to eat of the bread of life, to drink of the living water, whereby we may no longer thirst nor hunger, but be filled to the capacity with your very spirit. Father God, May you remove all distractions, set up a barrier before us that nothing comes in to deter us from what you have for us today. Give us all knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, as I just said, family, the inspiration for this message this week is just a continuation of last week's message. And in last week's message, we specifically wanted to distinguish between the one true living God and the god of this age we there's a distinguishing distinguishing factors between the true living God and the god of this age. So I will goal here is to differentiate between big G God and little G God in order to mitigate all confusion. And so this week's scripture reference, and uh, we're not going to go that far or deviate from last week's scripture reference. But last week we pivoted to this scripture and now we're going to make this the main scripture. And that is Second Corinthians, chapter four, verses one through six. It reads. Therefore, since we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we do not lose heart. But we have renounced the hidden things of shame, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, whose minds the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ who is the image of God, should shine on them. We do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your bond service for Jesus' sake. For it is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shone in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Thank you, God. Thank you for the reading of your word. May it bless the hearers indeed. In Jesus' name, Amen. Well, we're gonna review a little bit of what we were uh, speaking about and what we concluded on last week, and a question arose in my heart as I was studying this: Why is the true God, the true and living God, not the God of this age? Why is he? Why is the true and living God not the God of this age? After all, He is God. He is omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent. He is. He is you know all that he is so why is he not commanding the 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 and being and commanding and being the god of this age for the word god means elohim or elohim which translates a few ways but for this instance it means creator now we know that god is alpha he declares of himself he is omega which he declares of himself. Alpha meaning the beginning, Omega meaning the end. For John declared that in the beginning was the word and the word was God and the Word was with God. Jesus declares at the end in Revelation, the very last statement that Jesus makes in the written text of the Bible is behold, I'm coming quickly. So here lies the presence of God in the beginning as the word. And here lies the presence of God at the end in the revealing of Jesus Christ and his second coming. So why is God not the God of this age, meaning the God of this present day? And so we talked about the name Emmanuel, which is not a name of preeminence. It's not a Jehovah name. It's not a God tagged name. It's just a name of promise, as in I'll be with you in this present day. Well, going back to the name God, meaning the word creator, I'll say this to you, family. I'll submit this. The creator is always credited with what's currently occurring or happening. I'll say that one more time. The creator is always credited with what's currently occurring or happening. When you watch any of your favorite shows or your favorite movies, there's something called the opening credits. The opening credits is what shows unto the viewers the producers, the creators. It doesn't go through all of the other aspects, the the sound engineers or, you know, the the actual uh, characters and actors and actresses. Those are the end credits. But the opening credits is always going to show who the creators or the producers are. This is why James... Chapter one, verses 13 through 15 says, let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Then when desires has conceived, it gives birth to sin and sin when it's full grown brings forth death. So what James is saying here is don't say that you are tempted by God. Don't say that today I've been sw- I've been swayed if you're swayed by today's culture. Don't say that it is God when you are swayed by today's issues. Don't say that it is God when you are swayed by today's uh, political uh, matters and affairs. Don't say that it is God when you are swayed and discouraged by what's financially happening right now. When God said you were rich. Don't don't blame these things on God because understand there is a God of this age. I've only promised you today that I will be with you in all these things so that you may know me in all these things. Oftentimes we blame God for what's currently happening. Woe is me. We get surrounded by our troubles we get pressured by our worries, our fears, our anxieties, our hesitations, our trepidations, which pressures us into decisions that we make hastily. How many mistakes have we made without thought or without process or without procedure? God says, I'll be with you. That is my promise for you this day. This is one reason why his mercies are made new every day. Because every day, I submit to you, family, every day that we are given life, we have to stand trial. We are going to face trials. Today is another try. That's why so many of us look forward to a new day. We look forward to the hope of tomorrow because tomorrow gives us another try or trying or trial. Which is why earlier in James... It says, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. When you fall into various trials, that means you're going to fall into various attempts. You're going to fall into various attempts of life. That means you're going to fall into various days. So don't take these trials and discard them as a mistrial it is today is just an opportunity for you to experience God however the God of this age is warring for your affection too trials family are brought forth in courts trials are brought forth in courts in an effort to extract the truth of a matter to unearth a matter to uncover a matter. You were brought into today for truth's sake. You were brought in to today to unearth something. You were brought in to today to uncover something, family. My old head college coach said when we got into to August camp and every football player would know that, you know, in August, those are that's the grind of the season. You're preparing for the season. So I, I, this is in the day and age where it was two-a-days. It's, it's two-a-days are no longer legal, but in two-a-days we would wake up and practice 6 o'clock in the morning, eat breakfast, lift weights, watch what we did this morning at noon, go back out at 3 o'clock. And if you are from Houston, 3 o'clock afterno- in the afternoon in, in Texas, it's no joke. <laughs> and so we would have to practice then. Then we go eat again and watch, watch in the, in the in the evening, in the night, what we did in the afternoon practice, and talk about what we were about to do in a few hours in the morning. <laughs> yeah, and that that my, my head coach would tell us when we got into the grueling and the and the and the in the walls of camp. Don't count the days, make the days count. Don't count the days, make the days count. And I encourage you in the same way, family, don't count the days, make the days count. It's another try. Trials, again, are brought forth in courts in an effort to extract the truth of a matter, to unearth the matter, and to uncover a matter. But both the true and living God and the God of this world have the same elements which is hidden and mysterious in nature this is this, this is what this is what we're unearthing this is what we're trying to uncover is the truth because the truth has been hidden in mysterious ways 2 corinthians second Corinthians chapter four, which is what we just read, said we have renounced the hidden things of shame, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully. In first Corinthians chapter two, which was read last week, it says we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom, which which God ordained before the ages for our glory. So both the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness has some hidden things, has some mysterious things. So my next question was, what's what's with all the hiding? What's, What's with all the mystery? I mean, should we phone Shaggy and Scooby doing that? What's up with this? And then the spirit came and said, hidden things provoke curiosity. Hidden things provoke curiosity. As children, you probably remembered a game called hide and go seek. Hide and go seek. The reason this game was so popular amongst so many children, amongst so many generations, because even from the state of a child, our hearts are conditioned to go seek that which is hidden. Are you following me, family? Hallelujah. So daily we are placed before the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness, seeking the truth of the matter. This is where life requires us to take a stand. Or take the stand in an oath. Remember the statement that we made last week is the statement that if you do take a stand in a trial. You are sworn in. You are to raise your right hand with your left hand placed on the Bible. Do you swear to tell the truth? The whole truth and nothing but the truth. So help. You God and we highlighted that so help you God aspect of this, which meaning which means if we do not have the help the help of God, i.e. the Spirit of God that is in us, we cannot arrive to the truth. Which is why John sixteen reads to us starting at verse seven. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is to your your advantage that I go away, says Jesus. For if I do not go away, the Helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin, the God of this world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Verse nine of sin, because they do not believe in me of righteousness, because I go to my father and you see me no more of judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. The God of this world is judged. The principalities of this world is judged. The demonic, Forces of this world is judged. Verse 12, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the help, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. Jesus wanted to even tell us more. How, how many Jesus is Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the Father, making an intercessory for us, praying for us, family. And long to come to us, matter of fact, does come to us knocking on the door of our hearts because he visits us because he has so much to give us. But Jesus cannot give unto us the blessed things of God, because as we recited many times here on this program, a blessing, all a blessing is, is a curse that got mishandled. So if Jesus was to load you down with what he desires for you to have right now, you can't turn curse because if you cannot handle it, if you cannot bear it. Because the truth is hard, family. (laughs) The, the, The truth is ugly sometimes. A lot of time, often the time, most of the time. But if Jesus was to give you all these things, we wouldn't be able to bear it. Therefore, we'll be subjected to mishandling it. We become liabilities. So, I wonder, family, how much have we left on the table just because The spirit of God was not upon us or the spirit of God was not in us. Or even if we received a salvation and the spirit has come to dwell in us, it has not matured enough of us in order to receive the meat of God. So we're still sucking on the milk. Paul said, let's put down this milk and let's take up the meat of God. Let's get some protein in us something that's going to satisfy us, something that's going to strengthen us, something that's going to condition us for what's coming next so that God can expand you. We all want to be blessed. But too much is given, much is required. And again, blessings turn curse if mishandled. I believe the bare part, you know, the old saying, God is not going to put on... Put on too much on you more than what you can bear. I, be, I believe that 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 bearing is the blessing, the glory of God, the doxa, the weight of God upon us. But Jesus says, wait up. I can't give it to you. I can't give it to you. I can't give into you until you have the spirit, until you have the vessel, until you have the capacity. Blessings come based on Capacity. Blessings come based on capacity, the room that you have. But because we're so filled up with the God of this age, culture and society, politics and opinions. We lack the capacity to get the things that the Lord Jesus desires for us to have. Things that had our name on it before time even began, preordained, the Bible just said. So, my next question was, why is man caught up in all the middle of this? Why is God? Why? Why? Why, is, why? Why? Why does God so position man in the middle of this? Here I am, looking at the kingdom of light. Here I am. Looking at the kingdom of darkness. Here I am. Looking at heaven. Here I am. Looking at hell, and both are warring for my affection today. Hell is trying to pull me into the woes of my yesterday. Heaven is trying to provoke me into the future of my tomorrow. And both of them are warring for my affection today. Why is man caught up in all the middle of this? Well, that's what the rapture is. It's meaning to be caught up. (laughs) We are being prepared. We are being prepared, family, for a calling up. The verdict is about to be rendered. The hammer is about to come down. And we are being caught up. Heaven and hell are looking for witnesses who would take the stand in this day and age. Here we are in the court. And family, the the the, the understanding of the of, of what court means bless my life. And I hope it blesses your life. The word court is made of two words, which simply means to come together in the garden. So here we are back in the Genesis where suspended in the midst of the garden was the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Here we are standing in Adam's position. <laughs> I hope you didn't miss that, family. I hope you didn't miss that. Here we are in the garden, together in the court, as witnesses, because there's three types of witnesses in this court, an eyewitness, an ear witness, and a heart witness. This is why Paul recited Isaiah 64 and in the first letter of uh, to Corinth as it is written no eye has seen nor ear heard nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Heaven and hell wants your affection today your love today your heart today write this down family trials come to produce a testament for the testee to testify. Trials come to produce a testament for the testee to testify. And I close, family, Revelations chapter 12, verse 11. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony and they did not love their lives to the death God is here today God is Emmanuel today he presents himself as a promise today and like all good promises we have to hold on to it until it comes to pass until the hope of the promise in tomorrow until your tomorrow becomes your yesterday we hold today this is the hope that we have in Jesus Christ family this is the hope that boom 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 knocks at your heart right now family and if you have not already receive of this knock and allow our Lord in by repeating this prayer of salvation after me Lord I am a sinner in need of a savior I believe you hung bled and died in my place you the son of God then rose and is now seated at the right hand of the Father. Lord Jesus, you are welcome in this place of my heart. May your spirit never depart. Receive me as I receive you this day. In your holy name we pray. Amen and amen. Family, if you just uttered those words, welcome him in. We here at Disciple Pathway Ministries
0: love you. And until next time, one voice I speak life.